You're listening to Matt Absalon of Beth Tefila and Derek Allen of Christ Center Church. This is part two of a conversation we had about the recent shootings at the Tree of Life Synagogue. Don't skip ahead. Because yeah, I don't want to go that too fast. Don't go too fast because I want to, I want for people who may not be aware that this is not uh, Saturday is not something that has happened in isolation. It no. is it follows a pattern, a yeah. pattern that that is established in Scripture. Yeah. Uh, because you know Abram uh, Abraham survives Isaac Jacob. Yeah. You know we have this everything's going well, and there are some challenges there. But boy, we really come to a challenge in Exodus chapter one. Because in right. Exodus chapter one, there is an attempt at genocide. Yeah, national genocide. Uh, so right. let's get let's take all the. If you're not familiar with the story, yeah. uh, Pharaoh says uh, that the Hebrew people are coming becoming too powerful. Right. Uh, what will happen if an invading army comes in yeah. and suddenly they turn and join that army, which right. was very common in the ancient world that during slavery. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the slaves, you know, they're not dummies, so they yeah. they watch and see which army's going to win. Right. That's who they're going to hitch themselves to. Yep. So Pharaoh says, "Hey, we can't have these folks over here." So let's let's effectively wipe them off of the face of the earth and wipe them out of out of history right. by killing all the male children. Right. Um, you know why not the females? Because well, the females will be forced to intermarry right. and their identity is lost in that right. intermarriage. Right. And and effectively the Jewish people are no more. Right. And so this is an attempt at wiping them out. But yes. Obviously, as we see this great attempt, uh, no no doubt prodded by Satan himself yep. to stamp out the seed of the woman, the yeah. descendants of Abraham. Yeah. We see God's providence in and his faithfulness yeah. because he is going to execute this promise, this promise. That, he's, that he's made. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so um, they were saved and we were brought through into the promised land. And as we follow down, then we read through the book of Judges where it's this continual slavery and freedom and slavery and freedom and slavery and freedom and so on and so forth. And we finally get to the narrowing of the promise to David, the David's throne. I, I, I know we've got to move ahead, but I, yeah. when you said judges, you know, and, and thinking of the early history of Israel, I just wanted, to, I was thinking back to um, uh, Balaam and his his words. Oh, sure. Because of what he said. Yeah. He said, look, it's useless to curse them. Yeah. He was hired to curse them. Right. A profit for hire. Yeah. Fairly common in that day. Right. If I pay you enough money, will you go and, and do something yeah. in the name of right. some God? Right. So he's a prophet for hire. So he goes to curse them and he says, listen, I can't. Yeah. There, no curse is going to work against his people. Yeah. But he had a solution. Right. He said, well, look, don't, don't curse them. Get them to sin. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. when Satan realizes, okay, we can't, you know, kill them off. Right. Um, at this point, God's protecting them too much. Right. We can have them sin. Right. And and in that way, try to mess up the the promise. Sure. So if you can get them to reject their own identity, mm-hmm. if you can get them to reject their own uh, mission that they have on earth then you've done your job as well, right, right? right? Because there's a mission that needs to be fulfilled. But God's faithfulness is bigger even than our sin. I think Absolutely. of, uh, I think of uh, the book of Romans and uh, yeah. where sin abounded, grace abounded all grace the more. Abounded. Yeah. God's yeah. got a bigger plan than that. Yeah. Sorry, go yeah. ahead into... And, and, uh, and love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. So the yeah. first love is God's love. Amen. Right? And his love covers that sin. So we go to David and we see the same thing and we see a narrowing in on right. David's the family. promise narrows to David right so the David's throne then was continually under attack and mm-hmm. being destroyed <coughs> and you see one son would escape and then this son would escape and this one would escape and so on and so forth and, and this whole story continues to go all the way down to um, to the throne of David but that threat remains the same mm-hmm. and of course um, you know we move through then all the way through the 70 AD when there was of course, we had the Babylonian exile, 
which was uh, a, 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 you know, a huge deal, half of, of, of the, the Tanakh, the Old Testament scriptures, were built around mm-hmm. this particular event that mm-hmm. happened. And then we then have 70 AD where the same thing happened again. And the Jewish people were, uh, it was an attempt to exterminate the Jewish mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Uh, and definitely remove them from their land. And there's a connection there. There's a connection between the land, the promise, identity, and the strength of the Jewish people as well. Well, you know, the um, the Bible in Genesis 3, when it introduces the serpent, says mm. he's more crafty than any animal, yeah. any of the beasts of the field. He's very crafty. and um, But at the same time, his, he doesn't really come up with new material. And for the most part, he doesn't have to. Uh, when, when he's tempting us, his temptations, we're very right. susceptible and we're, we're easy prey. Correct. So there's no need for him to come up with a new temptation model. Um, but I also see, we see patterns. We see repetition because we have the, the killing of the, um, uh, of the children, the, the males, in um, in Egypt. Yeah. Well, then you fast forward to okay, the seed is narrowing, right? And we have this promise to David. Yeah. And then Jesus is coming as a descendant of David. Yeah. The Messiah is born. Yeah. The world wasn't paying attention. Right. The, the whole world was oblivious to the fact that the right. Messiah has been born. I don't think Satan was oblivious to this. Not at all. And he moves the heart of Herod, who yeah. says, "Go and we there's no we cannot take the chance of missing this child." Right. Now we have to know his heart in that was moved yeah. by by Satan himself. Yeah. Yeah. To say we can't, we have to take this child yeah. out. Yeah. And so he he has every uh, child in Bethlehem all killed. The, all the males, yep. three years under, old, and under young. three or two. Under uh, three. I believe it was three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's, and look, it's a pattern that was established beforehand. You know, uh, when Yeshua talks about this, when Jesus says, "Hey, look at all the prophets that were killed beforehand," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So he's establishing that there's a pattern. What's going to happen now is not anything that's new. It is same conversation is still going on, but there is a plan, there is a mission that God is establishing on earth, and the adversary is doing absolutely everything that he can to destroy that. I love God's providence and faithfulness in this too, because as there's as you're saying, there's the pattern of destruction. So we see very similar to Exodus one yeah. is the killing of the innocents in, yeah. in Matthew chapter two. And so so how does God's deliverance for Jesus come? He says he comes to Joseph in a dream. Right. Get up. Yeah. Go, go to, to Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so God saves His people in Exodus yeah. one in Egypt. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we come to the Messiah Himself, and God saves Him and His family yeah. by sending them to Egypt. And uh, boy, that's a. And so we see God. I, I think God writing His signature on history. Yeah. Even, as we see these these repetitions from the enemy, we also see God writing His signature on history in a very important way because. It's very clear in Deuteronomy, vex not the Egyptians, for you are strangers in their land. So this is the way that it works um, in the scriptures. God says this evil comes outside of the persona, the person, the identity, mm-hmm. the national identity, whatever yeah. it may be. Oh, so and we see afterwards, of course, in Zechariah, that Egypt is still a sovereign nation, right? And the boundaries of Egypt are set. And so God has a plan for Egypt moving forward into this messianic kingdom that we read about, right, over and again. So our hatred does not stem towards a person. Or a group of people. Or a group of people. 
Now, even though that's we really important, and and I think that is, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. So God says to them, "You you were enslaved right. by these Egyptians. Right. Do not hate them. Right. Uh, in fact, in a way, honor them because you were sojourners there. Right. So now you know repay right uh, to the right. people who are sojourners in your land. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's that's such yeah. a good point to make. Yeah. yeah it and, is very important to make. And it's not that we don't recognize evil and we don't recognize that people have given themselves over to evil and we don't recognize enemies uh, and protect ourselves in some way. Th- right. That's not at all what no. you're saying. No. But it is so important that we recognize that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Correct. So ultimately, whatever enemies we have here on earth, yeah. um, they're behind that is a larger enemy. Correct. They're being okay. energized by something outside right. of themselves. Yeah, we and, we abstract so important. that from the person and so that we understand that the moment that you begin to put a face on the devil, mm-hmm. you're you're stepping yourself outside of the plan of God. Yeah. You can't do that. Right. You can't do that. And and I think that's one of the important differences um, when we talk about what the Jewish people have brought to the world and those who would like to exterminate them. That's a hugely important difference. Mm-hmm. Is that we don't hate uh, the Germans. Mm-hmm. We don't hate the Austrians or the Polish. We don't hate. There's no, we don't hate anybody. Mm-hmm. We are very, very, very clear in our scriptures that this comes from something else. Yeah. And and when you have a message like that, um, it's a message that the adversary doesn't want. And it's one of the most powerful and challenging aspects of the message of Jesus. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Love your love enemies. Your enemies. Yeah. Do good to those who yeah. persecute you. Yeah. You know. Wow. And yeah. uh, we saw that lived out, by the way. Um, yeah. In this, in in Saturday's um, massacre. Yeah. So so tell yeah. us a little bit about what happened in the immediate aftermath of this shooting. <laughs> the, the gunman himself was wounded. Right. And then what happened? Oh yeah, that's right. So the first responders that patched him up in the hospital were Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a. It's actually a common theme. It's something that if you're a Jew, you're aware of. And, and I'm I'm involved, as you know, um, in a hospital in northern Israel. And um, some of the stories are powerful. Mm-hmm. Are powerful. And it speaks also to... Uh, so let me just tell you a, a quick story. So we ended up, um, because of our position there on the border, we had a, um, a Syrian soldier come through. Um, and uh, he was looking for... Um, our tails and our horns, mm-hmm. right? Because he thought that we were devils spawned, the Jewish and, people. And just to clarify, so for people who aren't familiar with the story, yeah, this is a Syrian soldier who was fighting in Syria, right, and and was wounded, right. And if if I remember the story correctly, that he was brought to the border and, right. and kind of passed over the fence, correct, right, 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 uh, right. at the Israeli border, right. and then brought to this hospital. Brought to hospital. So this yeah. man's life is. Is will would have been lost had it Correct. not been for the hospital. Correct. Exactly so you're right. saying when he woke up in the hospital, right. he's he's expecting to see these devilish Jewish people Correct. because he realizes he's in a Jewish hospital. Right. 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 So, so that's one particular story, and then and of course then over the period of three weeks. Now this particular gentleman was very high up in the Syrian army. Over a period of weeks, then um, that hatred, that um, racism, that that anti-Semitism that he had imbibed his whole life, mm. right? Drank this this, mm-hmm. this particular uh, um, potion uh, had gone away, and 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 his life has completely changed. Yeah, completely changed. And we've had other stories too, where they they thought they were in heaven when they woke up on our operating table, and uh, we convinced them that they weren't in heaven because we brought a Jew in. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, and they yeah, realized so it couldn't it possibly, be, couldn't in possibly be in heaven. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the story that we have, the, the text that, that we guard as Jewish people and the text that the Christian people proclaim to the world, um, and the message that God has there, it, it, there's nothing. There's no message more powerful than that. Mm. Well, and that, that brings me to something that I want to kind of um, turn the corner a little bit and start talking about, again, some, how do we... So we see this history of... We're chasing the Jewish people yeah. um, in order to, uh, and of course, ultimately, we see it in the the chasing of the Messiah to the yeah. cross. And Christian yeah. theologians differ on on why Satan was involved mm. with the crucifixion of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but Scripture is very clear that he was. Right. And so, some uh, I, one interesting theory that I heard was that um, Satan knew that if he killed Jesus, it would it would provide forgiveness for the sins of the world. But he was, and I, I don't know that I buy into this theory, but I do think there's an element, at least an element of truth to it, mm-hmm. that he was so filled with hatred, right, and that he had he had built up hatred for so many years against uh, the Jewish people, and then zoning in on the House of David, and then zoning in on this Messiah, and putting the pieces together, and seeing that it's Jesus, and saying, okay, this. I hate this person, right? And then um, that that he just couldn't help himself out of his hatred. Yeah. And and I think what is um, what's so interesting to me about that point is is that that would explain okay the Messiah is here. Yeah. Your work has been undone, Satan. Right. The Messiah has died. Right. Uh, and he's been raised from the dead. Uh, death's been defeated. Jesus has the power uh, over death, hell, and the grave. He hold, right. holds the keys to all that. Right. You know, Satan, you're done. Uh, right. I, I love the image of a snake with its head cut off. Right. Uh, it still wiggles, right. but it's dead. Right. Uh, and so, so why now incite this man to continue to go after the Jewish people? And and I think that at least part of it is just when you build up this hatred yeah. uh, towards a group of people or a person, you don't need a reason anymore. Right. You, you just have a, a hatred that right. drives you to do it. Right. And right. the right. reason I right. think that's so, so important for me to think about is because I want to make sure, I want to check in my mind, are there people or groups of people that I've built up animosity and bitterness towards? Yeah. That's why I think Jesus was so adamant about forgive. Yes. If someone has something against you, go yes. forgive them. Yeah. You know, love your enemy, bless those, because you can't let that camp out there. Right. Correct. Correct. And I think also that, you know, there's uh, one of my, I wouldn't say favorite, but a passage I really enjoy is, you know, when we have the Holy Spirit and, and it says in the English, the Holy Spirit hovered above the waters of the face of the earth and and the Hebrew gives you the the, the word one of the translations could be brooded like a like a dove broods mm-hmm. over his nest her nest and and we do that you know every Shabbat and you do it every Sunday when you go there into worship and we brood over the word of God mm-hmm. and we ask that there would be an interaction between God and us that he would come and brood yeah. over us yeah. and that 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 mystical interaction between God and ourselves would take place. So he would meet us there and be there. And in those moments, and also in the moments of quietness, you know, that we have between ourselves and the Lord when we still our hearts, there's something that happens there that we can't explain because we come out more sensitive. We come out more aware. We come out uh, greater than the possibility of our physical reality would be. We become out something different. It's in transcendent. Those places. There's it's a transcendent. transcendent. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a perfect word. 
And I also believe that the opposite happens as well. I believe that if you brood on evil long enough, that you can mm-hmm. go to dark places. Right. And so when we come out of that, um, we have an, a response towards the world, towards our loved ones, towards our families. You know, you say, wow, I, I, need, to, I need to love on my wife more. You mm-hmm. know, these, these are some of the revelations that we get yeah. when, we, when we commune with God. I need to hug my kids more. I need, to, I need to shape up my act a little bit more. I need to do things a bit more. I believe that the same thing happens the other way, too. When, when, when someone gives their heart over to evil and they brood upon that, that the outcome of that is spontaneous. Right. It doesn't need a trigger. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. And, of course, mm. um, evil is against all that is good. And so the hatred that we see towards God's prophets, towards the messages of his word, and then, of course, ultimately to Jesus, uh, is an evil that is a natural outspring of this brooding upon upon evil, upon mm-hmm. upon hatred, upon uh, uh, um, all that is dark in the in the world, and of course it should be focused on those people who have an answer to that. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it should be focused upon those people who offer a solution and who offer uh, a way in which you can find uh, healing and, and forgiveness and love in a world like that which I think also is a, a, a huge reason why we do this or why this happens to us or why, why we go through this so often because of what we guard, hmm. what well, we do. And I think that, that leads me to something that I really, and, and we're going to wrap up in a couple minutes, but um, just something, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, let me interject here. I think it's also important um, when I talk about this, of course there's a special hatred of anti-Semitism um, that I don't want to um, minimize by my next statement that I'm saying, but I also include the faithful Christians mm-hmm. in this. You know, we have a history uh, between the Christian and the Jewish um, community, and so often the negatives of that hi- history are, are brought to the fore. Mm. But what about the Koi Ten Booms? Right. What about uh, uh, the, 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 the great German preacher? Uh, in, in Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah. And all of these guys, these are the prophets that were persecuted for his name's sake. Sure. These are the good men of the world mm-hmm. that stood up and have just as much right to be guardians and to proclaim themselves to be guardians of this word of God, this mm-hmm. this revelation mm-hmm. that God has. And I don't eliminate them from the suffering. Well, and not just... Um not just those, but the, the, the men, and, and not out of disrespect, but out of pointing out that these were uh, these were young men. I mean, yeah. they really were boys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, but they were men by their actions, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. And the women who yeah. sacrificed in the ally nations to yeah. say, no, we're, we, we have to wipe this scourge right. from the earth. Australians, yeah. uh, Americans, yeah. uh, the British, you know, yeah. just saying, no, this, this can't happen on but our watch. There's a long history going all the way back to the second and third centuries mm-hmm. of these people interacting with the Jewish people and mm-hmm. saying, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Matt Absalon of Beth Tefila and Derek Allen of Christ Center Church.